0: Hey, I'm four, five, six journeyman. Welcome to a podcast. We've got our handy dandy fireman back. My sidekick, John McAllister. He's back with us. Uh, hey, if you've listened to the last few weeks, uh, you know, Lisa and I did a couple of uh, a series on the purpose of a man. She's got a whole bunch of new revelation um, and it's very powerful stuff. Uh, I did a podcast, a short one on my time in Mexico. I want to encourage you to make sure and listen to that one. I think it's only like between 10 and 15 minutes. Um, But, uh, you know, with this new movie out uh, with Jordan Peterson and his interview with Tim Ballard and Jim Chavez, I'm not sure how you say his last name, the actor that played Tim in this Freedom movie that I don't know if you've watched it all, but it's like the mainstream theaters still aren't playing it and and some theaters are playing it but then the managers are coming in and shutting the movie down right in the middle of it because it's causing so much of a stir and it outsold uh indiana jones and i i don't know what it did this weekend with mission impossible coming out we actually went and saw mission impossible which is fun, a fun movie yeah it's it's great lisa and i went uh sunday um but anyway i my time in Mexico confronted uh, the child porn ring, the largest in the world on the planet. And the number one Mm. customer in the world is America. And with, with all these kids coming across our border now with the Biden administration, they're coming into the biggest cesspool in the world, um, America and being trafficked by the tens of thousands. And so anyway, it's powerful. Listen to it. Make sure you see this movie. Um, It'll, it'll mark you like it marked me and, and marked us. Hey, I'm in uh, 719 Lending Studios, so big shout out to them. If you're in the Colorado area, especially Colorado Springs, you want to use them for home mortgage, Um, like I said, John's with us. We're going to talk through some kingdom stuff, Um, and we've, we've just got some stuff burning in our hearts, and so if you're watching us on video on our Journeyman community awesome um and then you can listen to this on our m456 platform that's on spotify and apple and everywhere else so john how you doing
1: and i'm doing i'm doing okay just got off a tour at the fire station it's a good tour uh, no night rides that's how i measure a good tour okay <laughs> and so that was good i did on a side note i have and it's I'm not saying that we're sponsored by Corksicle, but if I'm going to continue to drink from this, I'm totally kidding. Uh, my coffee cup of like 10 years is is dead to me. It's gone. It's gone. I left it. I left it on the front of a truck on a call. Oh, man. And on the way back, I saw the shattered remains of my cup from driving 55 miles deal. an hour down the road.
0: Coffee cup is a big deal. I mean, Lisa doesn't understand that, but I like my same coffee cup every morning and and it'll it'll be dirty or something. I'm like, what's going on? Like what? what yes. Is
1: happening?
0: This would be right here. It,
1: yeah. Well, it, it I had this thing was a Stanley REI. If anybody knows, my buddy Cole McCord is what he put me onto it years ago. I've had this cup for, I, I want to say 15 years. You can microwave it. It was like recycled plastic or whatever. Anyway, Stanley did it. REI stamped it. I loved it. It had the little lid on the top. That's why I'm using this one. Trying to see if I like it, but it wasn't metal. So you can microwave it in a pinch, you know? yeah and it was the right amount of coffee
0: okay it had the lid on the I top is the key i mean you, you know yes. what's like in the cup and it it's not gonna get cold it's like those stupid big 22 amps or whatever they are beers at view house you can't finish that in time with your beer not getting warm it's ridiculous too right. big.
1: same with coffee Cups it's too big
0: out. all right let's talk some king well it, well
1: 14 ounces you know all right
0: all right <laughs> no we got gotcha. you um Hey, one of the things we're going to be, we've we've done is we're releasing a a training course um, on the uh, journeyman community on the Facebook page. Um, And we'll get a link. It's too long of a link. Um, I'm going to read it to you. It's a mandate456.org slash journeyman dash community. So mandate456.org slash journeyman dash community. Go and join. You're going to want to. We've got all of our old courses on there, stuff we've been doing. And like I said, we're getting we're just releasing a training on the difference between old covenant and a new covenant and end times, and what does that look like? What does the Bible actually say about the old covenant, the new covenant, and then how this thing ends? Right, and it's with uh, Pastor Ted Hansen, so one of our journey, main journeymen, Jonathan Hansen's dad. He's a prophet. Uh, he's been training in G42, our leadership school, for years and years and years. Um, I put him at the top when it's live with him for training and his prophetic he he trains in the prophetic he understands in times and in time eschatology uh he understands that his he's a preterist in theology um but he's a little different on the end time so it, it, it's really interesting you can get accredited um a college credit if you want and going through this training class that we'll be presenting to you um on the journeyman community page so I want to talk about that a little bit because um, it really ties into what God's been speaking to you, John. Um, give us some of what you've been hearing. And, and Peter, we, we talked about Peter a few podcasts ago. You're still in it. Yeah. Talk to us.
1: Yeah. So I, I love listening to the Bible. I love like the listening part of it, you know, on the Bible app. Um, so thankful for those guys that have done that. Um, but I, I've been going through First Peter all the way through Second Peter, First and Second, Third John, and also just the Gospel of John. Just listening over and over and over, and just and just engrossing yourself in the Word. Yeah. Uh, for you guys out there that wrestle with that, it's okay. Just ask the Father to put that in your heart because He did it for me. It took me, I don't know, I was out of the Bible for 15 years, 18 years, something like that. I couldn't read it. It uh, it's not that I didn't believe in it. It's just I couldn't read it. I was frustrated. I was upset couldn't solve that. Um, but I just started praying. I was like, God, I know this is important. So put this. So anyway, I'm in it and I'm listening to it now, loving it. Um, but the fear of the Lord, um, is a huge topic. You know, we wrestle with it. We think we get it. We think we understand it. I don't think we do. I think we lack a lot of understanding in it. You know, the rabbis, uh, there's a saying that I've heard the rabbis say that when you're a mature rabbi, it means you have fear of the Lord mm. and, If anybody's listened to Bema, if you've listened to any kind of Jewish teacher, uh, most of them are still working that out. I mean, they're, and they know the Bible better than we do. Oh my, a little bit. Yeah.
0: Well, Isaiah (laughs) 33 says, I don't know which verse, but chapter three, it says the fear of the Lord is the treasure is the beginning of finding the treasure. And so the, the, the fear of the Lord, and I've taught on this a lot and I don't have full understanding, not even near, um, is is it is the key it is the treasure and scripture says it over and over and over so what is he speaking to you about the fear of the lord what is that looking like in your own life
1: well it looks like a lot of things it um my wife and i we uh have started praying together and it sounds strange we've prayed off and on together throughout our marriage i mean 18 years now but consistently every day since about the end of may of this year 23 we have been praying every morning and we've been listing things down and it's been interesting to pray through this and uh we our desire is to live by the spirit i mean we want to live by the holy spirit every day and i love how jesus says the holy spirit speaks what i tell the holy spirit to say he literally the holy spirit literally speaks the very words of jesus so when we live by the spirit It's a daily, a constant deal of Jesus just downloading in our hearts what He's doing, where we're at. Well, let me just when it comes to the fear of the Lord. To that,
0: John is it's it's uh, you know the new covenant didn't start until Acts two. We were still in old covenant. The gospels were written in old covenant thinking still, and and until Holy Spirit came in power and empowered us as humans to be Jesus on earth, Jesus was skin on. Right. That was the new covenant. It's the daily moment-to-moment expression of Holy Spirit being told by Jesus how to live through us to bring heaven to earth. Right. Again, not to escape. The new covenant is about the what the scripture actually says about how this thing ends, about tribulation. It's not even in the Bible, those kind of things. And when you're living as a new covenant acts two believer allowing Holy Spirit to live through you moment by moment, right? It changes everything. So keep going. So the fear that led you guys more into the fear of the Lord, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. And it, you know, I've been praying about it, been kind of talking to the father every once in a while about it. And when I say every once in a while, every, you know, once a month, twice a month over the last couple of years, it, it comes up. And I can feel my heart saying it. I can feel something that the Lord is pressing in on this, um, But realistically, um, over the last like two months, it's 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 been something that is starting to press into to to the point where, you know, I had an experience the other day where I woke up and it was like the Lord was thundering in my room. I don't don't know how else to say it and not to go down to that experience, but I woke up and I had this moment where I knew in a moment I was like, I am. Oh, my gosh. Like it's like I just I'm like, oh, and the fear of the Lord is, is for the entire body. Like I can fear the Lord, but if my brothers and sisters don't know the fear of the Lord, how are we unified? Because when I have a accurate sight, an accurate vision of the Lord, then the fear of the Lord is in me. That's why it says it's the beginning of wisdom. James talks about, if you lack wisdom, ask earnestly for wisdom to the father who gives generously and in wisdom when we get the fear of the Lord, this unity that everybody's crying out for becomes easy because now our eyes are on the same point. It's, it's so easy to pick something apart down here. You know, I can find my bias, I can find my opinion, I can find these things, I can pick apart political parties, like we've talked about all these, these things. Absolutely. Jesus shows up, I get a, a I see a picture of the Father. The fear of the Lord sets in. It's something I I don't know if you you hold it like you hold things, but it, it is it's a place that it unifies the body because now we understand who God is. We start to have a good picture of who the creator, the ancient of days, the one who exists not in physical form, but gave us Jesus in physical form so that we could understand this new covenant okay. so that we could understand when the Holy Spirit comes. We have an understanding of it. That's why Acts over and over says they, they grew in the fear of the Lord in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. They grew in this. This is what unifies the body. Yeah. There is no if, and, or buts. Well, this brings us why, together.
0: You know, even in Acts 17, the non Christian said, the, the people who've moved in here are turning the world upside down. You know, where has that gone? And and I agree. And and again, guys, so so just so you're clear, that we're not talking about a scaredness of God. The fear of the Lord is an honest of who he is. You're in awe of the creator and everything then captures your heart, a mountain, you know, a tree, uh, you know, you, you find God, um, not universalism. Don't, don't criticize me here, uh, but you find God in about everything. And uh, actually you find him in everything. And it comes back to, you can't, you, you can't wrestle with the statement, everything belongs unless there's a fear of the Lord in front of them. So when I say and and I got this from Richard Rohr who again I, I agree with about 80% of what he is and does and says he's amazing. the other 15, 20 percent, uh, you know, I, I don't at all and I'm okay with that because I'm mature enough to chew on the meat, spit out the bones. I'm not afraid to listen to some controversial things. Um, that's why John and I love the rabbis. we love Bema. You know that a lot of the evangelical church criticizes all these guys. Uh, that's fine um, if you feel like that's your part to criticize. We don't. We love it. We don't. We love the Baptists, right? We don't agree with them, but we love them. Um, they're they're they clearly have a spot in the kingdom. So I just wanted to clarify: when we say the fear of the Lord, we're saying the honest and the beauty and and the stature of who the King of Kings is. The ancient yes. of days is right. So mm-hmm. when you get that in your heart, and I do think you hold it in your heart, um, it it changes your lenses. You actually do Ephesians 118. You actually start giving you the eyes of your heart enlightened so that you see your spouse different. You see your children different. Uh, you see your job different. Your job becomes more of a blessing than something you have to go do. Right. Um, everything shifts. So. That's what you two are experiencing together. That's huge.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm just sitting in what you were saying. It Yeah, it's, and that's, you know, that's how they describe it. That's how the rabbis describe it. it it's, it's an awe. You, it, it's like you're having it. Part of the fear of the Lord is seeing it. The, an aspect is, is, is seeing the, the God, the Godhead, the way Mike Bickle says it. I love, <laughs> I'm still in that. But when you see Jesus, you see the move of the spirit. When you see the father, the awe that sets in and you realize, oh, my word, this is real. That There's a part of that. You have to see that. And, it, and that's what builds in that. So when I go to the mountains, I see the Father. Now, and I, and people see good things and they enjoy good things. But this is where we're going. This is one of the statements, one of the keys for this nation. It's one of the keys on the planet. I know it. I know that I know that I know it. When we start to see the Lord as he really is, not how we've created him to be, not the box that we put him in, but when we see him as he really is, that he actually does love that, that person over there that is offending our very core, you know, Jesus, you know, the criticism of Jesus, you know, in, in, in Matthew 11, he came eating and drinking and they couldn't stand it. Right. They were offended by so him, but that is the Lord. That is the son of God so good. sitting in that place. And, and that's just where it takes it. And that's where we're going.
0: And I think what it creates in us is is sitting with the poor, sitting with the the mums you know, the, 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 the those that are cast aside, working in track, tra- you know, trafficking, sex trafficking, child porn rings. You know, I was marked in Mexico. I'll never be the same. I'm already I'm going back in October and in June if I can raise some money. Um, these guys gave me a hundred dollar honorarium. They didn't have any money, so I obviously I invested it right back in them, and and the, the trip cost me way more than than it, you know. But I'm gonna go because I'm marked, and it's part of the call, right? But that's because I come under the fear of the Lord on that stuff, and the honest of God on that changes everything. One of the things I I I taught at the end of this thing, I you know I I, I repented to this crowd of Gen Z in Mexico because they're just shouted out. All the time. It's oh, you gotta pray and you gotta fast and you gotta what do you, uh," you know. And my last session, I just looked them in the eyes and I just wept. And uh they just got back, they just did a podcast on their own. It's Uno 17, it's all in Spanish. Um, but Javier sent me the transcript and they said Lisa, of course, was number one. She always is when she comes with me. They loved her more than anyone else. Um, and I will say, like in any setting when you go teach this generation, it's mostly women. I will say that, but Lisa by far was the top and the best and the most favorite, but the best session was that last night that I just looked him in the eyes and told him who they were. And I, and I brought the leader up this young millennial leader uh, that's doing this work down there. And I said, I, he thought I was getting, wanting him to pray or go. Cause that's all he knows. And I just I just want you to watch the crowd. Just sit back and let the father move. Watch what he starts doing. And kids just started shaking and just falling on their knees before the father. And pretty soon the whole altar place was just filled with young people and old people, their leaders on their faces. I didn't say hardly anything. I just looked them in their eyes. Right. I was under the fear of the Lord of what he was doing in that room. And and I ended it with, you know, guys, we've got to stop saying to God, why are you letting these bad things happen? And, and let him ask you the question why are you letting them happen right and so when I was in yeah. Thailand and I was mad at God for the warehouses full of six year and eight year old girls servicing 25 minute a day um, you listen to Tim Ballard on that podcast he said he's seen over a thousand videos of children's backs being broken by American men they're they're having sex with them so violently breaking their backs and and his story is unbelievable when he, he goes home he's 12 weeks away from a 12 million or $18 million pension. And he says to his wife, we can just wait. And she said, close your eyes. And he closes his eyes and she says, what do you see? And he said, all I see is snakes and spiders. When I think about these kids, it's scary to me. And she said, no, now I want you to close your eyes and look with your heart. What do you see? And a couple of minutes later, he said, now I see our kids, is our six kids face on those kids' face. Mm-hmm. And she said mm-hmm. to him, this isn't about you quitting or not quitting. This is about your salvation. If you don't go do this, this could cost you your salvation right now on earth. Now, whatever you want to do with that theologically, it shifted him. He quit that day, right? Yes. That's what the fear of God will do to you. It will literally mm-hmm. shift your thinking on the moment, but you have to close your eyes. You have to ask the Father, what are you saying? And then what am I going to do about it? If I really am Jesus with skin on, if we really are to bring heaven to earth, right? We're not, we're not trying to get into heaven. We're trying to get heaven into us. We're not, we're not trying to get to heaven. God's just trying to get heaven into us so that we'll give it to others. And when I'm a fear of God guy, when I'm a when I'm a kingdom guy, uh it, life happens. When God spoke, life happened. When John speaks, life happens because he's a he's a God guy. He's a fear of God guy. So when John walks in the room, the whole room shifts because we're carrying that fear of God, that anointing, that beauty with us, no matter what we do and where we go. Right. It has nothing to do with being a minister or not a minister or being in the workplace or not in the workplace. We're just kingdom people. We're not Democrats. We're not Republicans. We're not independents. Right. We're kingdom. And we live by a different standard, a different level, a different way. And we're not shaken by the things that are happening um, in the world, we, we get stirred and we get marked and we do something about it. We partner with people who are already doing it. Right. I've already emailed Tim Ballard. Glenn Beck is his number one supporter. Tony Robbins has put millions into his thing. Um, And I emailed those guys and I said, look, this is what I found in Mexico. I want to partner. And, and Tim Ballard's crew has already, already emailed me back. And so, so anyway, that's where I, I, it's a dangerous thing to come yes. under the fear of the Lord. It really is. And, and yes. it, because it does change everything for your heart and what you're going to do with your life.
1: Yes, absolutely. You know, one of the, the verses that came to my head and I was actually walking and thinking about this. Jesus said all, you know, not everybody that said, Lord, Lord, will enter into this. You know, there's there's we wrestle with this. This thing is setting in front of us. It's not easy. So as I balance that in and, I, and I'm, I'm holding this, I'm, I'm like, OK, Lord, now what do we do with this? How do we how do we go out? You know, I, one of the things that you hit on and one of the things that John the Baptist said over and over, he said, keep fruit and keeping with, you know, bear fruit and keeping with repentance. You know, if you're if you're in charge of something and you're leading something and you're wondering where where this is in your congregation or in your group, whatever the meeting is, your business got to stop thinking in the lens of just a building start start repenting start looking at what God is pointing out and start bearing fruit and keeping re- with repentance yeah that's the spirit of Elijah right. that's this thing that comes in and then Jesus shows up you right. know when, when I've been going through this Elijah series and and really thinking about what's going on Ahab's sin was huge but it was it was big because it was not only that that he met Mary Jezebel who doesn't stop that that beast of a of a spirit does not stop and there's not a man woman or child on this planet that can stop it
0: and boy I can when it comes to... it the second it walks in the room let me tell you <laughs> i know that one well. come on
1: yes and so we've, we've got ahab he marries into this stuff they're building this, but what he does and what made it so disgusting is he built a temple and he was changing the face of worship in that country to what they saw was God. And he built a temple to Baal. And th- there was no fear of the Lord before his eyes. Right. And this is where Elijah steps into the scene. And so if you guys are wondering, we talk about M 456, turning the hearts of the fathers back to the children, the children to the fathers, lest I strike the, the, the land with a curse. Yeah. We're stepping into this because now is the time that this spirit of Elijah is sitting on. And it's not just in our nation. It's sitting on the planet. Because because this move of what God is wanting to do, this is how this begins. And God taught him a lot, but Ahab embraced those things, and it was just it's just gross. And so God has an answer. Right. God always has an answer. Right. It, it was. And it this was, is how this starts.
0: That's exactly right. And and guys, just get it right. We're going to talk a lot more about this, uh, and you can go through some of, some of the training. Uh, but you know, when Noah built the ark, first it was what hundred and some years. And there'd never been rain. And his kids thought he was crazy. I'm sure his wife thought he was crazy. The town for sure thought he was crazy. You know, Methuselah just was gone. I just love that whole thing. And, you know, one of my buddies, a scientist, and he was talking to me the other night that, you know, they they can prove there was like a shell around the earth of ice. And the reason why people could live to hundreds and hundreds of years in those days is the sunlight wasn't coming through as like it does now and they lived a lot longer because it's that sun those rays that that break us down and we have shorter lives and so when god broke that ice barrier around the planet that's what flooded the whole earth and he said there's more and more and more and more scientists that tell you that is the most factual thing that you can actually see so more scientists are coming to jesus because of what they're proving than ever before right And Noah and his family, there was eight of them, were left behind, right? And he covered the whole earth in God's glory. Think about that. That's the whole mandate, right? And so Noah had his three boys and their family. There was eight of them. And you know the story. And then Shem, Ham, and Japheth, they had total 70 kids between the three of them. And those 70 kids are what populated the planet. So when we talk about end times, we're left behind. We're on the planet to multiply and produce and take dominion. You can't take dominion without the fear of the Lord. You can't take dominion without the new covenant. They couldn't take dominion in the old covenant, right? So this is where we sit now. And this is what we're talking about. That it is is a time, a Noah day, a time where, where we're called as kingdom people to re, to to multiply to do the genesis mandate what he told us to do in genesis right and it's all under the fear of the lord that's where we're headed yes
1: yes that's what it, and we're sitting in it i mean it's i mean yeah i mean that's the best way to say it i mean we can continue to say that and beat that over and over um and it needs to be beaten i mean it really does i mean it needs to be hammered on I, But how do I get there? How do I go? Father, give me eyes to see because we have to see it. We have to see it. It's it's going back to Tim Ballard's story. You know, everybody's, you know, popular people are "Eh, whatever this this. I don't care. It's happening. Whether you choose to believe it or not, it is happening. Kids are being raped.
0: Most of the reason we're not we choose to not get in it or think it's real or whatever is because we don't want to be responsible for it. Right. Anybody who's fighting this thing. Is is afraid of? They're probably in some kind of pornography or child pornography, or they wouldn't be fighting it, right? Yep. I mean, how could you fight this
1: thing? You can't, right? Yes. I mean, it. You also can't. You can't. can't. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I mean, it's it's like I have two. I have two sons, fifteen and eleven. I'm getting ready to adopt a, a daughter, Ivory. Whenever she's time, I mean, we're praying. This is one of the things that we pray every day. And you know, it's interesting. I'm going to add this in and come back to Tim Ballard. So I'm having to pay and I'm, I'm having to spend a lot of time in, in this this process. And I've seen some corruption. I've seen some things where it's we have an adoption system that's about making money. But what I my, my lens has changed. She is worth it. She is worth the time and the energy and the money I have to spend to get her. Yes. She's absolutely worth it. Whatever the these cost. These children. Yes. Whatever the cost. These children are worth it for me to recognize and to see what is happening and to not sit around and not do anything that comes from a place of fear that comes from a place of awe of, I love the father and I am all about whatever God's wanting to do. That's what I'm about. And he told me, Jesus told me, believe in the one he sent. So I believe Jesus. Yeah. And he says, if you believe in me, you will do the works I'm doing. There is no if ands, buts about it. Right. He sat with the sinners the tax collectors the outcasts he drank and ate with them he taught he moved and the pharisees came in and out of that and he let it be what it was
0: get this real quick this is fun on that how many days through the gospels all four how many days was jesus's life recorded through the through the his time through that time of the gospels to his crucifixion how many total days was that that we recorded in the bible it's a mind blower just heard this from a rabbi I have no idea. 26 days 26 days is it that's all we recorded of jesus's life in the bible in scripture we covered it all, in all four gospels we covered hit 26 days of his life wow and you know remember peter says there there's you could there's not enough books to write what this man did, because we only know 26 days, and we think we know, right? We have no idea, and then he just keeps producing it. Isn't that crazy? If that doesn't make you just kind of stop and go, what the hell am I doing with my life? Like, what am I doing, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Jesus we give for free. Christ will cost you everything. The cost for ivory doesn't matter. We do whatever it takes. The cost for just one of these kids getting rescued in Moriela, Mexico, from the largest child porn ring on the planet, run by priests and teachers, the, the principal of the elementary school, who, who mm. was busted through COVID, that it was all exposed. They have catacombs underneath all the churches and schools in this little city, and they move these kids through these catacombs, and the number one customers, Americans buying them and, and trafficking them. <sighs> And so you think about saving one of those. Is that enough? Yeah, it's enough. And again, who, which one? I told these kids at this gathering down there, this conference. I said, look, there's the majority of you aren't going to do anything with what happens this week. With what I put in your spirit, what what you're going to hear from these people. They had some Bethel guys there, a couple of government guys there that were extremely knowledgeable of what's happening in Mexico, 55%. Of Gen Z in Mexico identify as LGBTQ now, suicide rates are off the charts. Um, you know, everywhere we went, we saw, it. we we were confronted by it. Um, it. It's just wild what the enemy is doing right now on the planet with Gen Z, and I do feel like they have a call. I I'm I'm frustrated with millennials, as you know, um, but I I'm really excited about Gen Z and what God could do here and what He's going to do um, with them. And so, um, anyway, I just say that because I think what you're saying, John, and what you've been learning in peter and and in this journey and praying with Hillary and walking, uh, it's walking you into ivory. And, yes. and there's nothing that's more important than that for you two at this time.
1: Yeah, nothing, nothing. and it's 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 everything. my my mother-in-law, I love her to death. She's just you know i've I've said it before. she's now a widow. She's coming. And this weekend, you know, Nathaniel, our boy, you know, index team boy, I love Nathaniel. He's coming to join us this weekend and we have girls coming to stay at our house. And this is what we've, we've literally been praying this and now it's happening. And it's going to be just for a few days, maybe, maybe a week, but okay. I, I'm seeing it and I'm like, okay, Jesus, what are we going to do? What do you want to do? Right. What's going to happen? Yeah. And this is how we started. Like if, if, if you're listening to this, cause I know. You and I can do this all day. I, I, and I will go anywhere. You and I will go anywhere on the planet, Absolutely. wherever God calls us. If, if it is calling us to sit here and look at hard things, we'll sit here and look at hard things. Yep. If you're listening to this, you start. You start today. You start today. That's how you do it. You ask today. Like it's I. I I've been. It's it's John 14:12. Just say Jesus, Just start praying that scripture every day. Just that scripture and see what the Lord will do. Very truly, I tell you, if you believe in me, it challenges the very core of what we hold on to, uh, our narcissistic tendencies, our comfort-driven life. I I love comfort. I love couch. I love watching television. But my comfort is changing. I need to connect with my my, my father every day. I need that wing sticking over me. That is my refuge and my, my, my God in whom I trust. You know, when Peter says we... We were, we were, I can't talk. We rejoice in our sufferings. We, this is where we're going guys. Yeah. The the sufferings of Christ sitting with stuff that is difficult. We say, thank you father for this because it's, it is, it's something that he's doing. This is where it's going. And this is where the fear of the Lord takes us because now we can sit with these, these children who are sexually abused and are going to transmit that if they're not healed, they're going to only know men and women as dangerous, evil people. They're not going to have a good understanding of the father, which a lot of us don't. And we get to sit in that and we get to wrestle that and love them and hold them and see Christ's healing in them and in us. He's going to change the way we see this. If we're wondering where it's going to happen, it's going to start happening. If you open your eyes, go and look and you'll see it. Start praying it.
0: You don't have to go anywhere, but I'd love to take you. I want to mobilize Mexico, you know, and South Africa now. Uh, They're having a really hard time doing any kind of adoptions because the kids have been so brutally um, hurt sexually, physically, emotionally, that it's impossible to adopt them. And most of it's their own families. You know, women are having to sell their children just to eat. And it just happens at such a young age now. And so much that these these especially these young girls are unadoptable because they have they're so broken. And, and, uh, that says to me, it's just, it's really time. Uh, I just, the church has got to wake up. Um, I, I watched, uh, who's the British guy that was a heroin addict. I love him so much. Russell Brandt. So he, he's yeah. just in love with God now. And, uh, he said, <laughs> and take this as you will, but I loved it. He said, Hey, can I say something to you, Christian people, to you, God people. It's like, will you stop making more Christians? You guys really suck at it. Can you just become a really good Christian? Instead of just trying to make more, because you're not very good at it. And I think God just wants better Christians, not more of them. And I thought, oh
1: my God, Brilliant.
0: brilliant. Well, that's in there. I think, uh, you know, when I say everything belongs, I mean your sin. I mean your holiness. I mean your mistakes, your failures, your successes. It all belongs because it all teaches us something. And it's the only way that Romans 8 has made sense to me. You know, my son dying, Michael, everybody quoted Romans 8 to me. Everything will work together for good because you love God. I'm like, screw you, right? I didn't, I just hated it. That's because everyone was saying it to me. But it really is true. Like Michael's death belonged because of what it's produced through us and done on the planet, right? And as much as I hate, I dreamt of Michael all night last night. In fact, Hillary was in the dream. It was bizarre. Wow. And Michael was at, at age 12, 13, and, and it was just tender. And every time I'd wake up, I'd fall back sleeping. It was the same exact dream with him. It was wild, um, but it did, it belonged. And, and it shifts us and it changes us. So wherever you're at in life right now, today, it has belonged. Don't look back and look at focus on your failures. Look at what you haven't done, that if you haven't been enough, you gotta, you gotta say today is the day that I, I'm gonna shift that. I wanna see things differently, Father. I invite the fear of the Lord into my heart because I really wanna see it at my workplace. I wanna see it when I'm standing in line at the gas station. I wanna I want to see it when I'm getting my coffee and somebody else is standing there. What would you say to them? Simple as that, my server. God, what would you say to this server right now? Maybe it's not saying anything, but leaving a really, really generous tip, right? And always blessing and always sowing and, and just becoming that kind of person. That is a person that lives under the fear of the Lord and understands that everything in their life belongs because, because God's going to turn it for good if you love him, if you do what he's asking you to do, not performance, just out of the honest and the beauty of who he is. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Right, Absolutely. Buddy. Love doing this with you, man.
1: I love it, too.
0: Yeah, now that we got the studio, and I, I don't think I've got it all hooked up right, so we'll see how all this goes. Um, I'll bring in our tech, David Reyes, next to make sure it's all set up. Um, we'll, we're will we going to try to get a few of these out, um, for sure once a week. Um, make sure you go join the community. Um, Mandate456.org slash journeyman-community, right? You need to put it in the no, it's just way too long. We're
1: going to try to thin that up. Eventually, that's a goal to thin it up. You can just yeah, do yeah. mandate four, five, six.
0: Yeah, go join us and, and do some of this training with us. We're going to do some, we got to do some live calls. I want some other people on the podcast with us. Now that we have this, we can we can really expand this thing a bit. And guys, I'm going to say it again. And I said it on, on the last uh, podcast, you know, we need money. You know, if it's 10 bucks a month, if it's a thousand bucks a month, if it's a one-time gift, um, I I said it in my newsletter uh, this month, um, my goal is a hundred thousand dollars. God told me to go get it. Um, if not, I'm gonna have to go get a second a second job, it'll be about my ninth job, um, just for some income here pretty soon. Um, but we really believe God's called us to this, and I really believe He marked me in Mexico. Um, and we're we, we really want to see the hearts of the children turn to the fathers and start to mobilize around this stuff. And so, pray for us, give to us, and let's keep going, amen. All right. Thanks, Johnny. Fun doing this with you, buddy. We'll do it soon.